You know, there's an awful lot of seriousness in our lives. In fact, we live in the midst of so much doom and gloom with everything from political scandal to terrorism in our daily news media. How can we get into the rhythm of Thanksgiving living? This is the season for Thanksgiving, but all too many of us are dying from a debilitating disease called terminal seriousness, says C.W. Metcalf. How can we truly lighten up? How can we have joy in our lives in the midst of all of the seriousness around us? We're going to talk about it today on Dayspring. Welcome to our Thanksgiving week edition of Dayspring. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host. It says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Well, on today's day spring, Rex Bullock addresses the subject of Thanksgiving living, and he opens the scripture to Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. You know, as we praise and thank him at all times, as the scripture tells us to, the minor notes of trouble in our lives will become major chords of victory. Oh, may our lives be filled with thanksgiving and praise to him today. Well, let's you and I open today's worship time with a song that says, What a good God you've been to me. What a good God you've been to me. Your goodness and your grace every day I've seen. And what else can I do but give thanks to What a good God you've been to me What a faithful God you've been to me You provided far beyond everything I need And what else can I do but give thanks to What a faithful God you've been to me. your blood on the cross so that I could be made free and what else can I do but give thanks to you what a loving God you've been what a faithful God you've been what a good God you've been to me And now with his Thanksgiving greeting, here's Rex. Well, thank you so much for the beautiful music of the season. 
I love this time of Thanksgiving, whether here in the United States or in other parts of the world. And I've had opportunity to be in various parts of the world uh, over Thanksgiving. And what a wonderful time it is, no matter where you celebrate. Because after all, we are giving thanks in our heart. That really shouldn't be limited to just a day or a particular season. But I'm glad that uh, we take time to do it anyway. Uh, A friend of mine said Thanksgiving is the only holiday that commercialism forgot. Well, that's probably partially true. Although I'm not sure commercialism forgets any holiday, certainly this is the time when, uh, without all the trappings of uh, many of the other secular sort of uh, celebrations, Thanksgiving revolves around the idea of being grateful and giving thanks. And I love that. (laughs) I heard the story of uh, Helen Hayes and her... uh, first Thanksgiving turkey that she cooked. She explained that she wasn't a very good cook, but after several years of marriage, she decided to try preparing a turkey on her own. She sat her husband and son down before the meal, and she said, now this may not come out exactly the way you want it to. If it's not a good turkey, don't say a thing. Without any comment, just stand up from the table, and we'll go to the nearest restaurant. And a few minutes later, Helen walked into the dining room with the turkey. Her husband and son were already standing with their coats and hats on. (laughs) Our expectations definitely control our conduct. Well, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week and a great Thanksgiving holiday, wherever you may be. This is a very trying time for so many. In fact, around the world, this Thanksgiving, maybe more than any other in recent memories, we are sorrowful, Uh, we are confused in many respects, we don't know what is going to happen next, there's a great deal of uncertainty from day to day. And the world is trying to make it. We're trying to get along with our lives. But after the events of September 11, 2001, in which terrorism seemed to try to rule our lives, for all of us, it's been an unusual period. But I think more than ever before, we need to ask God to help us to be thankful. I think we need to truly open our hearts to the message of the Word of God to give thanks in everything. So my theme today is going to deal with that, and I hope that you'll plan on being around. I want to just mention a couple of things. One is we really are inviting you and urging you to visit the new Dayspring website. You'll find the latest in uh, Dayspring ministry news. You'll find events and conference scheduling. You're going to find a prayer forum and all sorts of materials and uh, our Dayspring radio log. But then you'll find a resource area, our Dayspring store, where you can find all kinds of very helpful materials. So, my friend, don't wait. Visit us today at 
www.dayspringradio.com. Now, I mentioned that because between now and the end of the year, we're making available every product that you find, every bit of resource material that's there. We offer you a 10% discount on everything. And uh, so, all the more reason to uh, get to the store and uh, find what will be helpful uh, to you and then order it. That's www.dayspringradio.com. And say, my friend, we have something very special for you today. You've heard of the prayer of Jabez. We've offered it here on this program. We've offered uh, uh, the uh, prayer of Jabez for kids. And now we have the prayer of Jabez for little ones. Beautifully illustrated. Absolutely gorgeous. It's the kind of book that your toddlers will love. Whether your children or grandchildren or a friend, read to them. After a while, they'll be able to read this to you back. They'll they'll just kind of uh, be able to pick up the pictures and tell you the story. I can't think of anything better. So, read the prayer of Jabez for little ones. To your little ones today, order. Share a gift, and we'll make it available. Here's Joe Alcorn to tell you our address. Thank you, Rex. Say, we're happy to introduce the Prayer of Jabez for the whole family, but today we're offering the Prayer of Jabez for toddlers as you contribute to this ongoing ministry. The Prayer of Jabez for Toddlers is a colorfully illustrated book with language just for the little ones and would make a wonderful Christmas gift. We'd also like to announce that our web store is offering 10% off all products purchased online during this season of the year. It's as easy as turning on the computer. Our website address is www.dayspringradio.com. That's www.dayspringradio.com. And if you'd just like to order by our mailing address, it's Dayspring, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. I'll repeat the address again at the end of today's broadcast. Say, if you've just tuned in late, this is Dayspring, a program that teaches God's standard for holy living. Our speaker, Rex Bullock, is just now stepping to the microphone to deliver today's message called Thanksgiving Living. Here's Rex. The scene is a filthy jail cell. It's dark except for a sliver of light barely visible under the thick door. Two men lie with their feet bound in stocks. Through swollen lips, they're whispering, straining to hear one another's words. Soon, the sounds of their voices Rise as they began praying and singing hymns to God. Their hearts are at peace, even in the midst of this persecution. Suddenly, a rumbling drowns out the songs. The stone walls began to shake. Cell doors fly open, and prisoners cling to the floor as it trembles beneath them. The earthquake is so violent that metal straps fall away from swollen ankles. And before the night is over, not only... Are the two prisoners freed? But also the jailer and his family have given their hearts to Jesus Christ. You remember the story. Paul and Silas' miraculous deliverance, as told in Acts chapter 16. It's a beautiful portrait of how praise and thanksgiving in all situations can transform lives and unchain hearts. Now, this season of reflection is a wonderful time just to remind ourselves and our families and our friends 
of the words found in 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 be joyful always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus but you know what the bible instructs us that it's really more than seasonal and i'm thankful for this great season of thanksgiving and reflection but oh my friend we really might say that Thanksgiving living is an everyday factor in the lives of victorious disciples. Let me read to you the writings of Paul from Colossians chapter 3. Verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now notice, in just these few verses, how you hear the phrases and be thankful with gratitude in your hearts to God and giving thanks to God. That's in verse 15, verse 16, verse 17. I mean, it's obvious from these and other biblical models that thanksgiving living is the recommended lifestyle for victorious living. But the question arises, Since everything that's happened to us of recent days, since all of the gloom and the doom that seems to be everywhere, all the way from political scandals to terrorist attacks, from the things that have happened both at the Pentagon and the World Trade Center that are happening around the world, the scare of bioterrorism, how can we get into the rhythm of Thanksgiving living? Well, let me share something with you at the risk of perhaps being misunderstood, but I I think it's a valid point. C.W. Metcalf says, Too many of us are dying from a debilitating disease called terminal seriousness. He says that we need to lighten up. He comments, When the going gets tough, the tough get loose. He suggests in his book, Lighten Up, Survival Skills for People Under Pressure that we form humor support groups, that we create a joy list, things or people that are a source of joy in our lives. And he lists 200. I don't have time to go through them all, but let me give you an example. He says, only engage in plus conversations. Focus on what's working in our lives, not on what's not. He's not suggesting denial but is rather encouraging us not to focus on our problems. Bruce Larson is uh, a happy soul. He's a doctor who is very well known, but uh, he tells about trying to spread some good cheer to a melancholy cab driver who picked him up at the Indianapolis airport. Oh, it's a gorgeous day out here in Indiana, Larson said. Well, you should have been here yesterday, said the cabbie. It was terrible. Well, you know, the autumn leaves are gone in Maryland where I live, but your trees are still beautiful. I'm so glad that I came this week. Ah, these leaves will be gone in three or four days. 
I mean, the fellow was so resolute in his gloom that by this time he had become a challenge. <laughs> Larson looked out as they passed the Indianapolis Speedway, and he asked, Isn't this the uh, Indianapolis Speedway? Yep. Boy, I'd sure like to see the race here some Memorial Day. Oh, I wouldn't go near it. Well, why not? I'd rather watch the horses run. Well, at last, Bruce Larson thought he had discovered something that the man liked. Ah, so you go to the track then. Nope, never go. Too expensive. <laughs> How is it that so many of us, like this cab driver, get into such negative patterns? Oh, my friend, largely by habit. Pessimism and hopelessness become almost a knee-jerk reaction. Our melancholy reactions, like twitches, become so instinctual that we don't realize how blind we have become to the good around us. Well, while all of us struggle with problems, we must remember our available resources and that our hope is not in politicians or policies. Our hope is not in the Homeland Defense and Security Agency. Our hope is not in the military or in the United Nations. No, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 states, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Assurance such as this, my friend, provides the energy for thanksgiving living. Let me give you another strategy. I think it's helpful in carrying out this seasonal emphasis through the whole year, and it helps us to avoid the role of a victim. You know, we're sometimes tempted to see ourselves as the victim of our circumstances. But as true, authentic disciples, we must transcend that notion and see ourselves with Christ's promised help as managers of our circumstances. Whatever is going on in our lives is manageable when we remember Paul's words in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Or as the message paraphrases these words, Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Oh, I love that. Now, that kind of truth is so exciting to me and so helpful in enabling me to see myself as Christ's manager of my circumstances and not a victim of life's tough times. I... I read the story some time ago about a young Midwestern lawyer who had a dark side to his nature, especially in his early years. On one occasion, his friends thought it wise to keep knives and razors out of his reach and to have someone stay with him through the night. During this period, he wrote, I am now the most miserable man living. If what I feel were equally distributed to the whole human family, there would not be one cheerful face on earth. Whether I shall ever be better, I cannot tell. I awfully forebode I shall not. To remain as I am is impossible. I must die, or be better, it appears to me. 
Now, those words were written in 1841 by none other than Abraham Lincoln. His law partner, William Herndon, said that melancholy dripped from him as he walked during that period. But I want you to note how different his words sound in 1863, the year that is drawing toward the close, President Lincoln wrote, has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. These bounties are so constantly enjoyed that we're prone to forget the source from which they come. He was painfully aware that thousands of America's young men were dying in the Civil War and that the country could be on the brink of collapse, but he was still able to see the goodness all around him. You see, sometime between 1841 and 1863, Lincoln had evidently learned certain habits of mind that enabled him to put much of his despairing tendencies behind him. Not that he became carefree and blithely happy in those years when the Republic was in war and when such awful things were happening. I mean, he would have been less a man had he suffered less. But he acquired an ability to live in the midst of tragedy and still cultivate qualities like gratitude and joy. A clue to Lincoln's character may lie in a casual remark that he once made to someone on the subject. I've noticed, he said, that most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Author Charles Sykes has written a book called A Nation of Victims, The Decay of the American Character. He tells how the United States seems to be turning into a nation of whiners and victims looking for someone to blame for our perpetual problems. He tells of a federal agent who embezzled money from the government and lost it all gambling in Atlantic City. Well, he's fired, but he wins reinstatement after a court rules that his gambling with other people's money is a handicap and so protected under federal law. In another case, a school district employee is fired for consistently being late to work. He sues and says he's the victim of what his lawyer calls chronic lateness syndrome. <laughs> now, when we choose our future in the role of a victim, then everything that happens to us is someone else's fault. And it's a very destructive way of life. My friend, instead, we need to accept our role as Christ's manager of our circumstances and be thankful for his unfailing mercy and strength to guide us through the challenges of our lives. During this time when we have lost so many people, when literally thousands of families are grieving during this season of the year, when we look all around us and see the things that are happening. Now is not the time to be a whiner. Now is not the time to be a complainer. In fact, I'm noticing something. I'm seeing people begin to take hold. I'm seeing people begin to come forth 
And as we already know, thousands and thousands of people have volunteered to help. Hundreds of millions of dollars has been given to help victims and their families. We're seeing a nation now that is beginning to rally together and unity is becoming a great theme. Ah, and what about Thanksgiving? Can we dare during this season of the year, during this time when all around us we look and see tragic things, can we dare to be thankful? Yes, yes, yes. When we accept our role as Christ's manager of our circumstances and be thankful for His strength to guide us and His unfailing mercy. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to have Thanksgiving living. Our Thanksgiving lifestyle will be just as Christ intended for all of us to enjoy, not just during this month or this particular time of year, but I'm telling you, perpetually and victoriously, it's the way life ought to be. Father, would you grant to us Thanksgiving living. May we truly give thanks to God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. May it settle into every home, into every life, into the hearts of people around the world. May we be joyously thankful for all that you have done in and through us and for your hand of mercy. And we'll praise you. Amen and amen. Thank you, Rex. Well, I hope that Thanksgiving has even greater meaning for you and your family this year. You know, one of the qualifications for coming into God's presence is Thanksgiving. That invitation is found in Psalm chapter 95, verse 2. Why don't you read it? Well, listening friend, we're repeating our address again so you can order the prayer of Jabez for toddlers. Our mail address is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. And you can order this and other materials also on our website as well, www.dayspringradio.com. Don't wait. Order your copies as supplies last. Well, next week, we look forward to being with you again with another worship service. Rex's message is called A Generous Impulse. Well, may you and your family have a Christ-centered Thanksgiving week and join us again next time for Dayspring. What a faithful God you've been to me. You provided far beyond everything I need. And what else can I do but give thanks to you? What a faithful God you've been to me. What a loving God you've been to me You shed your blood on the cross So that I could be made free And what else can I do but give thanks to you What a loving God you've been What a faithful God you've been 
What a good day. 